If you don't know where you're going, it's unlikely that you'll ever get there. And even if you do know where you're going, if you haven't mapped out a good route to get there, you still might not make it in the most efficient way possible. In today's video, we're going to talk about goals, goal setting, and holding yourself accountable to goals, and how that can help grow your business. And it all starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips. If this is your first time stumbling onto the channel, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel is all about my little corner of the reselling galaxy, if you will. I'll share with you the things that I'm doing, things I'm buying, things I'm selling, and just kind of how things are going here at the galaxy. If you're a returning visitor, Thank you so much for coming back, and you may notice that over my shoulder, that book pile has gotten some attention since my last video. And that's kind of the point of this video, is goal setting. And that was one of my goals for this week, was to put a dent in that, to get all of the books that were in my living room sorted, listed, or at least moved to this pile, uh, which are the ones that are going to get lotted up in, in pairs or triples or whatever it takes to make a decent uh, potentially sellable lot. So that's what I've been working on here for the last couple of days. And that's what we're going to talk about at the second part of this video is how I set goals, why I think they're important, and the types of goals that I set, and then how I hold myself accountable. But first, as usual, I did want to share this time more than a few things that have sold here to Galaxy. It's been about five days since I did a video. Um, I actually took a full day off for the first time in a month on Sunday and did not do anything. No, no listings, no packing, no shipping, nothing. I literally took the day off and it was glorious. <laughs> uh, very much needed. So that put me a little bit behind getting some of this stuff done. So I apologize for this video being a little bit late, but for me at least it was worthwhile. So let's get started with some of the what's sold here at the Galaxy. The first thing is this Sealbach Hotel coffee mug. I mentioned in a video a couple of weeks ago that sometimes you just have to go with your gut. You look something up on the eBay app while you're out and you're just not quite sure what to do. This is one of those items that when I looked it up there were none listed and there were none sold. So I didn't really have anything to go on. There were, however, some other memorabilia-type items from this hotel that had sold. This is an old hotel in Louisville. And so I took a flyer on it, and I, I plunked down my one whole quarter for this coffee mug. So it wasn't like I was taking a big risk. <laughs> um, but I wasn't sure if it was something that would ever sell, really. Uh, there just wasn't that much stuff out there. But... Uh, I had it listed, I think, for like $14.99. I got a best offer on it of $11.30. I don't know how people come up with these kind of wackadoodle numbers sometimes, but $11.30 was the offer. I went ahead and took that, so that's not a bad flip. Um, it's not the kind of thing you're going to retire on, obviously, but those steady drip, drip, drip of making 11 bucks gross on, on items keeps the bills paid. Next up... A couple of weeks ago, I talked about picking up a lot of Blu-ray movies for 50 cents a piece, and I mentioned last week that one of them was on auction and had several viewers. 
Um, it ended up selling. It's this Mulan. Uh, it's a Chinese production. It went for 26 bucks. I was hoping it had eight people watching it. So I was hoping that somebody, a couple guys might go crazy and the thing jump up to 40 or 50 bucks. Didn't happen, but it's still, it's a nice flip from 50 cents to 26 bucks. So we'll, we'll definitely take it. Um, as I mentioned before, there were only two other ones listed out there. They were fixed price at like 100 and $103. That just seemed crazy to me because I didn't see any sales um, over the last year for anywhere near that amount. So I thought I would try an auction just to see if maybe I could squeeze a little bit extra out of it. It didn't really pay off, but 26 bucks is still, I wouldn't have listed it probably that high, so I'll take that. This next item, I've had these for a while. Um, Arm & Hammer, like travel size toothpaste. I was at an estate sale back in, I think January, and they had a whole box of these. I think there were 24 of them and they wanted 25 cents a piece. So I took a flyer on it. I figured for that price, how do you go wrong? Well, you go wrong by sitting on them for months on end and not getting any action on them. But over the weekend, somebody bought three. I bundled them in three packs because it just didn't make any sense to sell them individually. Somebody bought three of the three packs for $41.97 total, free shipping. There are only three ounces, so they were fairly light, so it didn't cost a whole bunch to ship. So this, this ended up being a pretty decent sale. It's made that whole thing a little more worthwhile, uh, but at a quarter a pop, it, it worked out pretty well. I've talked in previous videos about these science fiction magazines. Um, I'm, I'm not going to try to highlight these every time I do a video, but this particular one, I had an individual in Toledo that ordered, initially ordered four, then found another one that they liked, and then found two more they liked. So they placed a total of three orders for a total of seven items that ended up being gosh, almost $70 worth um, of these science fiction magazines. And I, I'm into them, like I said um, in my previous video, for only 44 cents a piece. So there's only a couple of dollars worth of merchandise here that went for 67 odd dollars or something like that. So that, that was a really nice cumulative sale. It happened over the span of about 24 hours. Uh, they started bidding after I had done my shipments on Monday. And... They bid on the four. They paid for the four. I wasn't going to do shipments till the next morning. That night, they ordered the extra one. The next morning, they ordered two more. So it just kept growing. I kind of waited it out a little bit until it looked like they were done so I could combine them all into one box because they were free shipping. So that saved me a ton because these would have been individually, they're a couple of bucks to ship each. Seven of them was only a dollar more than what one of them would have been individually. So it definitely worked out to be a pretty nice sale. If you were watching last week and you were interested in these TWA bags that I had, that time has passed. Um, over the weekend, I got a, a purchase for full price of $12.99 on one of them and another best offer of 10 bucks on the third one. So they are all gone. That ended up being $32.99 total gross on an initial investment of six bucks on those vintage bags. So that's, again, it's not something I'm gonna, you know, close up shop and retire on and move to the Hamptons, but it's that steady 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there that keeps, keeps the cash flow moving and allows me to go out to more sales and buy more of other people's junk. These next three items are all things from my Cincinnati Picker video that I did last week. Um, if you didn't watch that, just a quick recap. I bought 
400 and I think 74 items from him, mostly books, for a total of 75 bucks. Um, most of the books are on my books for accounting purposes at 15 cents a piece. Sold this one, uh, The Complete Works of Edgar Allan Poe. It's a 1927 edition. Wasn't in fantastic shape, but there weren't really very many of these out there. So I listed it for $39.99 or best offer. Sold it for full price. So that was a nice sale. Again, it's on my books for 15 cents. So that's a huge return on investment. This next item I had mentioned in that video also that I bought some original Sun Records 45s. Um, I've actually sold three of those so far. Uh, this was the best of the batch. Um, it went at auction for $22.50. This is an old uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. I sold another Jerry Lee Lewis and I believe a Roy Orbison as well for a little bit less money. These are on my books for about 58 cents a piece. So again, fairly nice flips, not huge. You know, nothing, you know, I'm gonna run out and buy a new car with, but nice steady money. And this last thing, Again, from the Cincinnati Picker video, if you watched that, I had this wallet, um, the one that had the dollar in it. So this sold for $19.99 plus that buck. So I made $21 essentially on this wallet. It's an old vintage, um, really nice wallet. I got a really nice note from a woman. Her father apparently had served in Vietnam and he loved these old vintage wallets. It's all he's carried, um, the tip top brand, and they don't make them anymore. So they're almost impossible to find. So she saw this item and sent me a really nice message kind of explaining what it was and, and so on. So I'm glad this is going to someone who can really appreciate it. Um, it, it didn't sell for any big money, 1999. Again, it's on my books, I think for a buck. So not a bad flip from the financial standpoint. Um, it was an unusual piece. I was hoping at auction uh, that, again, you might find a couple people that really wanted it. In this case, there was only one, but at least there was a good story behind it. So that kind of wraps up the last about five days worth of sales. Obviously, there's way more stuff than just these nine items. I average probably close to 15 items a day, but a lot of it is kind of the same stuff. It's books for 10 or $12. And I just don't feel that that's something that's interesting enough to show you. Let me know in comments if if you're getting some value out of seeing these kind of items. Um, as it, is it helping you think about other things to look for while you're out at sales? Um, is it helpful to see what other sellers are selling? Or is this just boring you to tears? Let, let me know in the comments what you think about this section of these videos. Um, I, if you've been watching, I appreciate you kind of sticking with me as I sort through how I want to do these been dabbling with the video and audio quality to greater or lesser effect. I think I've figured out a few things, so hopefully that is improving as well. I want to take a quick break. For those of you who have been coming to the uh, videos in the past, you know what's coming up next. For those of you who haven't, here's a brief intermission. Welcome to this brief intermission and shameless self-promotion. This episode is brought to you by Galaxy CDs because this channel has exactly no sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of this nonsense, go ahead and get at me, because my ad rates are what are known in the industry as dirt bleepin' cheap. That said, we make these videos for your undying love and attention. And you can show me that love and attention by clicking that thumbs up button 
like you're playing whack-a-mole for money. But wait, there's more. You can also click that subscribe button, and as an added bonus, that bell notification icon. And you'll be notified every time I put up a new video for life. Yours or mine, whichever comes first. Now, Ryan, how much is all this going to cost me, you ask? Because YouTube and I love you all so very much, this amazing technological wizardry is yours absolutely free. But you must act now. Click one, two, or all three of those buttons right now. Please and thank you. And now back to the show. All right, we're back. So I want to talk today a little bit about goals and goal setting. Like I said in the intro, if you don't have kind of the end in mind, um, a target, a, a place to be, it's very difficult to plan your business. It's hard to know what to do on a day in and day out basis to get there. So goals are very, very important. There's different kinds of goals. The big overarching financial goals are obviously very important and they're, that, that's kind of the end point. It's what the goals are under that, that lead to that, that are the ones that I think are the most important. When I was in retail management for many, many years and in my own business, these behavioral and kind of task-oriented goals are the ones that I find the most useful to kind of drive things forward. Goals in general need to meet a few criteria um, to really be useful. They need to be specific. They need to be measurable. They need to be actionable. And to a greater or lesser extent, they have to be something that's under your control. So let's kind of break those down. Specific. I can't just say, this week I'm going to list more. What What is more? How do, That's an amorphous thing. Is it one more? Is it ten more? Does listing more help move your business forward or does setting a, a very specific goal help get your business where you want to go? And I can tell you what I do in, in, in my case. My goal each week is to list 130 items. Now, I'll, your mileage may vary. If you're a part-time seller or someone who sells a, a much lower volume of items with a much higher ticket, that kind of goal doesn't make any sense for you. So it has to be specific to your business as well. My goal of 130 items does not make sense for someone who only has 50 or 100 items in their store. So tailor these things to your specific needs. I'm just using these as examples of, of ways that you can do things that will help move your business forward. So as I said, my goal each week is to list 130 items. Um, during the pandemic where we were all on lockdown and available inventory was somewhat limited. I was doing essentially 20 items a day from my cash pile and 10 each on the weekend days. Now that we're out of lockdown and we're back out and about and able to go to sales, I can't list that many items every day, especially if I'm out at garage sales and estate sales on Thursday, Friday, and or Saturday. So Monday and Tuesday, and that's part of the reason this video is a couple of days late, uh, I was doing 40 listings a day, and that's how that pile got whittled down behind me. 
and the pile upstairs in my living room got completely eliminated. That was my goal for this week, as I said kind of at the beginning of the video. I wanted to get those books out of my living room, and I wanted to at least put a dent in this pile behind me. So on Monday and Tuesday, I did 40 listings each day of books from those piles. Um, from the stack upstairs that hadn't been sorted yet, I found a few items that were worth listing individually. The rest of them kind of got mixed in with the stack, and I paired things up, business books together, gardening books together, and so on, and listed a bunch of lots yesterday. In essence, I got through those 80 listings over two days, probably took care of 140 books from those two stacks. So very helpful. It's created a lot more space here for me to kind of move around when I'm doing my work. Um, so I, I killed a lot of goals with that. I got that stuff cleaned up. I'm 80 towards my 130 listing goal for the week. So with sales coming up over the next couple of days, I don't have to be kind of personally stressed about trying to hit that target. So that's all good. It was very beneficial to get that stuff done. These task-oriented goals like that are, they fit all the criteria that I outlined at the beginning. They're very specific, 130 listings. I have a little planning calendar and I put a hash mark every time I do a listing. So it's very easy to hold myself accountable. I can look at that and say, hey, I'm, I'm falling short. I'm not on target here or, hey, I'm doing a great job. I've got 80 of my 130 done with only two days into the week. So I'm making good progress. It's obviously with that, it's measurable. I can look at the chart and know I'm on, on that path to achieve that goal for the week. It's actionable. It's something I can physically do that will improve my business. If I just say, again, I want to list more or I want to sell $100 worth of stuff a day, that's not actionable by me. It's, to some extent, it fills that last criteria of being something that's under my control. If I don't happen to have customers looking for my particular listings on any given day or eBay goes down or, for instance, the other day, T-Mobile had an outage that was almost nationwide. So anybody who was on T-Mobile that would want to be on eBay from their app was not able to shop. There's too many things out of my control to set that kind of daily sales goal and have it be meaningful. Now, of course, I have a sales goal. I have a financial goal in mind. That's the whole point of this adventure is to make money. But it's, it's not actionable by me and it's not under my control. So these task-oriented goals list a certain number of items a day or attend a certain number of sales or thrift stores per week. Those are under my control and they are measurable and they are actionable. And those are things that you should be thinking about as you talk to yourself about how you want to achieve your longer term goals, be that financial or number of things you sell, whatever, whatever kind of your targets are, it's to save enough money for vacation, whatever the goal is, these incremental task oriented goals are the ones that will allow you to map out your path to your final goal. And those are the ones that ultimately are the most important because they're the ones that you can do. Let me know what you think about that. Am I making any sense? What, what kind of goals do you set and how do you hold yourself accountable for those? Do you keep track of the goals? I know um, a lot of the sellers have a little dry erase board somewhere in their office and they set, um, I think they call it a momentum board, 
uh, where they track both the number of listings and the dollar amount of listings? Do you do something like that? Um, or is that something that's not important for you? Uh, let me know in comments. I'm, I'd be curious how, how you manage your day-to-day -day business. Um, if you set goals and have targets or if you're just kind of winging it and if so, how is that working out for you? So again, as always, I appreciate you stopping by and spending a little bit of time with me. Uh, I hope you found this helpful and informational. If you did, you know what to do. Whack that thumbs up button. If this is the kind of content that you enjoy, please click that subscribe button. And if you want, click the bell notification icon so that you know each time I put up a new video. On average, I'm doing about three of these a week. I'm probably going to be one short this week because I was working on that mess behind me. Um, but that's kind of my, my plan going forward. Again, thank you for coming by and spending some time. And with that, it is time to sell. Thanks, guys. Thank you.